At People's Capital Group, we help you invest in real estate. Build your wealth by owning professionally managed apartment buildings in the northern New Jersey market. We want to show you how owning real estate is attainable, even for the busy professionals that don't have the time or experience investing in real estate. Now, we only work with select people who are serious about building wealth. So find out if you qualify at peoplescapitalgroup.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Passive Cash Flow Podcast, where we help people invest in real estate. Now, some episodes include interesting guests that span dozens of different types of industries. Other episodes offer analysis of popular topics that pertain to people seeking to learn how to build passive wealth in real estate. So listen in and enjoy our off-the-cuff podcast made to entertain, educate, and help you learn how to create passive wealth in real estate. So today we have an incredible guest, Brittany Melville with Next Generation. And Next Generation helps people uh, self-direct their IRA. Uh, They're an IRA custodian. And we're not going to just talk about how to self-direct your IRA into real estate because I do that topic a lot. And I do a webinar every single month. You could join us there as well if you want us to really break into it. This podcast is going to talk about solo 401ks. Uh, SEP IRAs, uh, business owners uh, that can then uh, move more money into their uh, uh, retirement accounts and how you can essentially put more money away into your retirement accounts beyond the regular old-fashioned IRA. And that's what Brittany's going to explain today. How are we doing today, Brittany? How are you, Aaron? <laughs> Thanks for having me on. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here. And, uh, you know, it's a bit of an interesting topic here. So the thing about IRAs, of course, is you're limited generally, I think, to what, six and a half thousand a year? Is that where it maxes out? Um, yeah. So typically with IRAs in general, uh, the annual, what we call contribution limits, meaning what you can actually take out of your checking or savings and deposit in on an annual basis is limited and that's set by the IRS. And to your your, your point, those limits are typically um, 6,000 per year for a traditional IRA. If you're over the age of 50, they let you throw in an extra thousand, so 7,000 per year. Um, that can also apply for Roth IRAs, but could also be further limited by income threshold. So yeah, the potential to pull money out of personal accounts and dump them into your IRAs, not very high. Exactly. So that's why people create something like the solo 401k or the SEP IRA. And let's kind of break into that then. So let's say I'm an individual and uh, we'll go through a couple scenarios here. I'm an individual that's worked for a number of companies and I have some 401ks that I want to roll over and kind of combine them and then uh, put them to work uh, as a solo 401k and invest in people's capital group apartment complex opportunity. So how do I do that? How do I take a bunch of 401ks and kind of organize them together and move them into one opportunity and self-direct them? Can I even do that? Yeah, so I think if I could take a step back and mention that um, one of the, I know we want to focus today on um, accounts for business owners. Mm-hmm. So a solo 401k is one type of account for business owners that can be self-directed into buying things like real estate, private equity, et cetera. Um, so if someone were to, um, to your example, 
um, have a corporate W-2 job and then they left and let's say um, when they left, they, they didn't do anything with that employer-sponsored 401k uh, through their company. They just kind of let it sit there. Mm-hmm. Let's say when they left, they decided to start their own business, which throughout the pandemic, we're seeing a lot of that too. Sure. Um, there's been a lot of movement and a lot of people just getting out of corporate America. So there's probably a lot of folks that can relate to that. So starting their own business, whether it be an LLC or a C-Corp, and um, they want to somehow funnel their old 401ks into a plan that can allow them to do self-directed investments. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, you could set up an IRA, um, but if you're a business owner, there are additional features to these other types of accounts, like the solo 401k and the SEP IRA, for example, that afford some flexibility and greater potential to make contributions. So in the case that you described, um, someone as a business owner could work with an IRA or self-directed custodian, I should say, to establish a new solo 401k under the name of their business. uh, And then they could potentially roll over those old accounts with those funds into the solo 401k. Um, And then they could deploy that cash into a real estate investment or other private investment as could be held in a self-directed account. Um, They also have the ability to, now that they've left corporate America, they're not getting those matching contributions anymore from their employer. But now that they have this solo 401k, they can actually make um, contributions um, up to uh, $20,500 a year. And there's a matching component to that. So that's going to give you a lot more potential than if you just had like a traditional IRA. That's incredible. So we just went from limiting uh, your ability to put capital into the uh, IRA pathway here uh, from six to 7,000. Now you're talking over 20,000, right? And uh, then on top of that, you can still do the six to 7,000 in your traditional IRA, right? They could also have, you could also have an IRA separate from the solo 401k, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great, great. Because one of the biggest challenges of an IRA is that you can only put six or seven grand into it a year. And that's really hard to build any large scale wealth uh, very quickly that way, especially with inflation and where it's going right now. If you say you want to you know, own real estate or something, it's getting more and more expensive. So that six to seven might take you 30 years to get enough in the pot. Um, yeah. So I'd imagine this is a pretty popular option for people looking to put more capital into their retirement uh, funds. Uh, yeah, yeah, especially business owners. And I, I, I feel a lot of times business owners get neglected in these conversations mm-hmm. um, because the assumption is always, oh, well, you must have other IRAs with funds in them or you must have, you know, 401ks with lots of funds in them that you can work with. But that's if someone's been a business owner for quite a while, they haven't had that kind of support. So a lot of times we have conversations with business owners that come to us and say, I don't have any retirement savings. And they may not even realize that with these types of accounts designed for them, they could have been stashing away that 20500 for example, on a, you know, a yearly basis out of what they're making. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it provides a lot more opportunity um, for those who maybe thought that they didn't have any. Mm. That's amazing. All right. So that's the solo 401k, right? So now uh, there's a whole nother option here. There's the SEP IRA, right? The SEP 
IRA, and that's a great option for small business owners as well. Um, and, and let's dig into that. What, what does that stand for again? I, I forget what the SEP IRA stands for. What, do you remember? Yeah, Simplified for? Employee Pension. Okay, there <laughs> um, you go. So it doesn't provide a lot of insight necessarily, um, but it is an IRA that is designed for a business owner and it functions like a traditional IRA. So by nature, it is tax deferred um, and it has those same tax, tax implications. However, it can be tied to, um, if someone is like a, what's the word I'm looking for? A um, 1099 employee, like a real estate agent, for example, could qualify for a SEP. Um, or if someone owns their own LLC, they would qualify for a SEP. And they can set up the SEP tied to that LLC. And then the it would work much more like an IRA, but the contribution limits for a SEP um, are up to 25% of earned compensation. Um, and that maxes out at 61000 a year. Wow. So if someone has a business that's up and running, fairly well established, and you know they're 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 making a profit, um, they can work with their accountant to determine, you know, calculate that contribution mm-hmm. amount for them. Um, and that that's usually where a lot I see a lot of like independent contractors and like I said before, agents starting with that step IRA uh, because they have that ability to start stashing away, you know, more money to, and then that could potentially give them enough to make an investment, that, that yearly contribution to get started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that's incredible. I mean, so now you're talking 61,000 or 25% of your income there, that, that's incredible. So essentially that's up to like a quarter million dollars or so you would max out there, you know, up 25% of a quarter million dollars in income on your, uh, as a 1099. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great option. And so I guess the, the question is there, um, so for W-2 earners, though, they don't have as many options here. So a SEP really isn't an option for someone earning a, a salary through a W-2, uh, correct? It's only for 1099 uh, individuals, right? Yeah, generally speaking, correct. Yes. Okay. Um, so then the idea is for someone that's earning a, a high W-2 income from a salary, you can look into the solo 401k options, ideally. And that is one way to build your retirement accounts more aggressively there, right? Correct. Okay. And um, now on the, the SEP IRA, that, that's really great. So now essentially, um, are the tax advantages the same as a traditional IRA with a, a SEP IRA? Yeah, they are. So you're you're basically going to have, um, your funds are going to go in pre-tax. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on a person's tax situation, they may or may not be able to deduct those contributions that go in. Um when filing taxes, and then earnings are going to grow tax deferred, meaning that as long as those funds stay within that IRA, so for example, if they're investing in real estate, obviously they, um, you know, either go into a syndication or they purchase property, and then they turn um, earnings from that investment that flow back in, as long as that system is closed, as I know you've explained to your, your group in the past, um, then there's no tax obligation mm-hmm. until they decide to start taking withdrawals after retirement age. Well, technically the qualified age is 59 and a half. So mm-hmm. after that age, there's no longer a 10% penalty, but then they would just be paying tax on the withdrawals on the back end. Sure. Unless you set up the Roth IRA, right? And then you're paying 
the uh, taxes kind of when you put the money in. Um, right. So essentially it's post-tax money. But the idea is like for an individual such as myself, like a small business owner who's building wealth over time, my tax uh, level right now is going to be lower than when I'm at retirement age. So for someone like myself, it may make more sense to do the Roth IRA and pay the taxes now. And then when I'm pulling out, I'll be at a higher tax bracket, but I won't have to pay taxes on what I'm pulling out, right? That's how the Roth mm -hmm. works. Is that correct? Correct. And unfortunately, the SEP IRA doesn't have a Roth option, but the solo 401k and other types of qualified plans do can have Roth options. Um, meaning that within that plan, there is a like tax-free component that would mm -hmm. function like a Roth, but it's not technically a Roth IRA. So there's some more flexibility in some of those other employer plans. Okay. Wow. So as a small business owner, you could structure a SEP uh, IRA, which essentially allows you to put up to 25% of your take-home income uh, uh, capped at around 61000 uh, we have this solo 401k, which can is capped around 26,000 or so, uh, 25,000, right? And that's, 20, um, yeah, and that's going to be another option for a, a small business owner or someone that just starts an LLC um, there. So that opens up the door to a W-2 earner who could just start an LLC and say, hey, this is my, for my, this is for my solo 401k, right? And then that at least allows someone who's a W-2 earner to have a solo 401k option to put capital into. Um, and of course, then you also have your traditional IRA, which is maxed out around six to 7,000. Um, that, that's great. So it sounds like then uh, as a, a small business owner, you have incredible options, which allows you to put, uh, boy, nearly like, uh, you know, what's that? $90,000 away um, to your IRA accounts, plus that with the traditional and then as a non-business owner, you still have the solo 401k option in the traditional route as well. That still allows you to put a little over $30,000 away per year into an IRA uh, tool, essentially a tax deferred tool. Is, am I getting that right? Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Yeah, so, and there, there are also, um, we might talk about it, but there are also some other types of plans that someone might already have. Um, retirement plans through a business if they're a business owner uh, that could potentially be self-directed, but they may not know whether or not that's the case or an option. Mm -hmm. So there are a couple ways to figure that out as well. Hmm. And how does one go about figuring that out? So to set the stage, um, I want to provide some examples of what I mean by like another type of qualified plan. Sure. So we talked about IRAs, we talked about the solo 401k, but um, we also talk with a lot of business owners that have worked with um, their accountants and, and certain uh, plan administrators to set up more customized retirement plans for their business. Like a, it could be a 401k plan, but not necessarily a solo 401k where there might be multiple employees on the plan. Um, it could be a profit sharing plan. It could be a defined contribution or defined benefit plan. So those are, I know these days a little bit less common, but there still are certain business owners out there that already have these set up and running, but are typically just invested in traditional assets like stocks, bonds, et cetera. So sometimes we have this conversation to let them know that if you already have that plan set up and you're happy with the way that that's running and you already have funds in there that you'd like to use, 
you could potentially do what we call um, creating sort of a second piece of that existing plan that could be self-directed into like real estate and private investments. So the way to find that out is to uh, look at the plan documents that were drafted for that plan and somewhere in there it will uh, determine whether that plan can have multiple custodians. So for example, right now, if someone has um, a profit sharing plan for their business, it might be custodied by Schwab. Mm -hmm. Now, if they wanted to self-direct and Schwab can't hold real estate, for example, mm -hmm. they would need to know, could they add another custodian under their plan to hold the alternative assets in real estate? So like next generation, for example. Mm -hmm. So somewhere in those plan documents, it should say. And then the other question is, can they self-direct? Is the plan gonna allow them to do that, yes or no? So those are the two overarching questions that they need to answer. And typically we would direct them to contact their plan administrator, their TPA. Mm -hmm. um, that's typically who drafts the plan documents, can edit and change them if there's flexibility there. So even if the plan says that they can't have another custodian, mm -hmm. there might be a way for them to, to change that or modify the plan so that it does allow. And the TPA would be able to do, to do those modifications and, and maintain the documents. Um, so that's typically the place we ask them to look. And if, if it is the case that they can, they then fill out an application with the self-directed custodian and provide all the plan information of their existing plan. So then it sort of becomes almost like a, like a sub account within it so that all of the reporting on the public assets and private assets rolls up to the overarching plan, retirement plan. Yeah. And then the uh, TPA is doing all of the tax reporting for that plan. So it's all consolidated up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. And then the limits on that, from what I understand, are like up towards like half a million dollars or something, right? If you haven't that, uh, depending on the amount of employees you have and, and everything like that, right? But it, it, the sky's the limit in some cases of that, right? Yeah, I would say that it's going to vary. And so I would... Um, I would just say that depending on what the plan, how the plan's written and, and the circumstances, mm -hmm. it will vary, but there could be a lot of potential there as well to make high contributions. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then so. there is some type of valuation required each year for those plans sometimes, right? And that would be more determined by the uh, uh, operator, the decision maker for that plan as far as if you need to have an appraisal done for the property or if it could be like an internal evaluations done or something like that, I believe, right? Yeah. So there's also, um, if the, if they're making over a certain threshold, mm -hmm. um, then there's a specific tax form that needs to be filed, the 5,500, mm -hmm. um, and that's specific to qualified plans. So if that were to apply, then they would have to have their TPA file that report as well. Okay. Yeah. So there's some other, customizations and differences that you might see there, but they typically tie back to that overarching plan document. Okay. Now does next generation help with these types of plans or are they not in, in this, this space uh, as much? Um, they're not as common, but it also might just be because certain business owners don't even know they can do it, but we certainly can accommodate them. And we do have, um, we do have a number of clients with, what we call sort of like outsourced plans mm -hmm. um, where they were holding a component of their plan and they're mm -hmm. self-directing that portion into 
these alternative investments. Yeah, so we can accommodate it. Sure, we have a separate application and all the documentation for that. Hmm, that's incredible. So really, as a small business owner, the doors open up a little bit more for the options, it sounds like, um, between the retirement plans with involving employees. Uh, and then, of course, you have the uh, SEP IRA, which is pretty straightforward for a smaller, maybe single person business, but you can do that for larger businesses too, right? So, um, and then, uh, so as far as the, uh, what are the, the names then, uh, one more time of this secondary plan that you just explained? Uh, what would that be called? Some of the, like some examples of what they might be? Um, yeah, I know it's the employee uh, pension. What was that? The uh, DEP, right? What was, what was that term? Yeah, about? so it could be, and there are, there are a variety of different, I guess the term I would use is qualified plan. Mm -hmm. um, and then these example titles fall under that mm -hmm. category of qualified plans, which mm -hmm. could be a 401k, a profit sharing plan, defined contribution plan, mm -hmm. um, et cetera. Yeah. So those are the most popular ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's the defined contribution plan that I find the most interesting as well, because the limits on that, I believe are like up to half a million dollars or so, uh, depending on the income of the business and the employees and everything like that. But it really allows you, the defined contribution plan allows you to sock away a ton more than I believe the, the first two options. Is that correct? Um, I don't want to comment on that definitively because right. disclaimer, <laughs> we might want to pull that part out, but because we're not tax advisors, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just want to, I want to, I usually answer that by saying it depends on how the plans are in. Okay. So yeah, of course, you know, every business is different. Every plan is different in particular. So as a small business owner or as someone looking to have more IRA options, uh, of course, the first step is reaching out to next generation and talking to them about how this all works and how to get this structured. And then if you want to go a step for further with some of these plans, I'm sure you can connect them with other service providers that help them set up these plans within their company, correct? Sure. Yeah, we certainly can provide a lot of education um, in terms of the different options and then guidance toward the resources that they can speak with mm -hmm. for their unique situation to determine mm -hmm. um, what they have, what might be best for them, um, and then get the advice that they want from a trusted professional in terms of making a, a decision and next steps. And then once they've made that decision, then we can uh, circle back and assist with onboarding that piece of the account or that new account for them. And then of course, guide them through all the steps from there in terms of funding the account, making the investment, maintaining the account, doing the tax reporting and the record keeping. Uh, so we do all that as well. Great, great. Now there's so many IRA custodians out there. Why do you think people like to go with next generation? What, what are some of the competitive edges you guys have? <laughs> So it's actually the boutique feel of the firm. Uh, there are a lot of large players out there in the space that have been around for a long, long time and um, are managing lots of assets and um, you know tons of employees. But um, sometimes we find the trade-off there is customer service. Sure. Um, so with the boutique type firm, um, although we are smaller, we have been in business for about 20 years. Mm. Uh, so we still have experience and depth there, but, um, we find that the investors we work with like the ability to, um, call the office and have a live person answer the phone, 
um, know who they're speaking with um, on a regular basis. You know, we have a pretty personalized team. So they're typically either dealing with the same person or the same team of people um, and getting responses rather quickly to questions or requests. Um, we always respond within one business day. So I think working with these types of accounts, it's important to be able to get that kind of service, that level of service, mm. because it's new for a lot of folks, even right. if they are sophisticated investors. So they're looking for that kind of guidance and, and that ability to get the education and to get the support that they need to be successful with it. You know, that's one of my favorite things as the operator end of the, the business, working with IRA custodians. I've worked with dozens of IRA custodians. And one thing I can't stand with the bigger ones is you'll get a different person each time when you're trying to deal with a file and you'll have to like re bring them up to speed on it. Or, uh, you know, it just might be like you don't get a response for three to five business days and, and uh, it's you're just kind of a number on a screen. So I do feel next generation gives that that personal touch, that kind of hand holding, and, and that's a nice. I like how local you are as well, right out of Morristown. Um, that's really nice because we're right here in Berkeley Heights as well. We're about twenty minutes apart, so people like to uh, sometimes see the people they're doing business with. You know, it depends who you are today, but I a lot of people like the old fashioned way of uh, knowing where the office is, being able to come there and looking in the eye and shake your hand, and especially if you're talking about something like your nest egg, your retirement accounts, pretty important thing. Not you're not buying a pair of jeans here, right? So um sure. yeah, definitely uh definitely great. Well, that's good. So how could people reach out to you and next generation and, and learn more about how they can self-direct their IRA? Uh the best touch point is the website. Um, there's a ton of information there and ways to get in touch. So it's nextgenerationtrust.com. From there, um, someone can call the office, submit a written inquiry. Um, schedule a 30 minute education session one on one um, with one of uh, my team members. Um, you can text to chat um, through there as well and just set up like a, a text uh, session with one of the representatives. And then if you're not ready to talk to somebody and you feel like you just maybe want to browse more information to kind of get a handle on it, um, we do have a blog that we post. Um, every other week on with kind of the latest and greatest. Mm. Um, we also have a library of past educational webinars. We've done a variety of topics, including what we've done with you, Aaron, in the past. Mm. And then we also have published um, a variety of, you know, white papers and other uh, other resources on on different investment types and different account types. We, we have one on all the different accounts we talked about today all the contribution limits so if somebody wants something to, you know concrete to look at um, all of that is accessible on the site that's great that's great i love it now i've enjoyed clicking around your site as well and then um thank you so much for coming on here and then ladies and gentlemen once you connect with next generation and you're looking to self-direct your ira into a tried and true asset real estate of course is a very common alternative investment one of the biggest reasons people self-direct their ira is to own uh, professionally managed real estate that produces cash flow and wealth growth over time. So if you're looking to self-direct into real estate, you can check out our webinars at peoplescapitalgroup.com or you can join us on our next webinar in a few weeks here. Brittany will be joining us on our uh, monthly webinar of how to self-direct your IRA into real estate. And of course, here at People's Capital Group, we're the real estate end of it as we run a real estate syndication. And that allows people to self-direct their IRA into real estate high demand, professionally managed apartment buildings 
that produce wealth over time here in North Jersey. So that's what we focus on. We're on the real estate end of it. Brittany is on the self-directing end of it. So first you contact Brittany and Next Generation and sign up with them and start the process of moving your IRA over to a custodian. And then you would reach out to a company like People's Capital Group to move the next steps to move that IRA from the custodian into the asset that's professionally managed and producing wealth and cash flow checks back to your IRA custodian so we can build that IRA aggressively over time and uh, continue to build wealth for you and your nest egg. And that's what we do here at People's Capital Group. That's why I want to have Brittany on the show because we work together, really make a good team here. And in fact, before you get started self-directing your IRA, you also want to reach, reach out to the individuals or the company that you'll be investing that IRA in. So you kind of know your steps along the way there. And that way you can get your ducks in a row all at the same time, your IRA custodian, uh, the real estate syndication you want to work with. And that way, when you connect with next generation, you'll say, okay, here's what I want to do with my IRA, right? Can I do this or can I not? They'll be able to guide you a little bit more on the restrictions there and, and the process there. And, uh, but thank you so much, Brittany, for joining us here. And how can they get in touch with you again? Thanks, Aaron, for having me. Um, nextgenerationtrust.com. Um, I can share our phone number if you want me to. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, it's 888-857-8058. Um, so either call or check out the site and um, you can definitely get in touch with someone or more information to be educated. Thanks so much, Brittany. Have a good day. Thanks. Take care, everyone.